Hey, this is Diana, the Bard of Hudson. What the heck does that mean? A bard is just a storyteller. So here I am to share stories with you. What was it like growing up in the 60s and 70s? Did I really meet Bob Marley on an airplane? I hope you enjoy listening to my crazy life and that it inspires you to share your stories in some way. One great way to share your thoughts with me is through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard. There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, my friends. Hello. Welcome back. I am full of challenges this week. I'm don't know what's up, what's down, where I am, what day it is. It's a crazy time. And I think it's just a hazard of being nomadic. You know, I need to get into a routine. I need to, you know, do my work again in a regular way. So here I am coming to you from yet another location. Should be interesting. It's my mom's house. And I am in a room that when I was a kid, I used as a bedroom for a short while, but it was really my brother's bedroom. And for a little while, we changed places and I slept in his small room and he slept in my large room. And I don't think we liked it that way. So when Momza moved out, my governess, we switched back and I had my big room again. And he liked his little room because it was on the back of the house and you didn't hear as much noise. So this room actually faces out onto the front walkway. So who knows, at any moment, somebody could come down the walkway and the dogs will begin a cacophony, the likes of which you can't even imagine. They are two small long-haired dachshunds, miniature long-haired dachshunds, and they are loud as fuck. Sorry, but they are. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And they have particular howls for when people that they love are coming up the walk. So I was blessed with that as I rolled my little suitcase down the walkway to come and stay for a couple of days. So I'm here at my mom's primarily because she blasts her air conditionings to subarctic temperatures, which in these two days, this weekend of 95 degrees in New York in the middle of May, thank you climate change, will be a blessing. So I'm gonna take it, I don't care. I'm going to go ahead and be one of the haves and I'll apologize for it later. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm apologizing now. What do you know? Ah, anyway. So I'm here and my mom's house has these beautiful Mexican tiles, terracotta tiles as the whole floor on the downstairs through the kitchen, through the dining room area. So it echoes, it echoes wildly. Like I put on the washer a few doors away and I guess you're still gonna hear it it's because it's just echoing off of all the hard surfaces but there's some beautiful surfaces for your feet and I do love going barefoot so I love the feeling of all that that's if you don't step in dog pee which there is a hazard of stepping in dog pee definitely not safe from that in this house she will say no and if it's dog pee she calls it a political act so something must have happened to provoke this act from the dogs because they wouldn't just do it willy-nilly like that for no reason. So 
if I happen to step in a political act, I will not be happy about it. But I do like going barefoot on the tiles. And especially when it's this hot. Oh, I'm melting. So if I ramble a bit, please forgive me. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, I just came from two wonderful visits. As I said in the last episode, I did stay overnight with Annie and that was very, very fun. And I'm really getting to be a big fan of adult sleepovers because it does give you a chance to talk longer and not have to rush off and, you know, have an extra glass of wine maybe because you're not going anywhere. It's great. It's lovely. So my second visit was with my co-teacher from Montessori school, which I haven't even gotten to that chapter of my life yet of being a Montessori teacher. That's coming up, but she was my co-teacher and older than me and wiser, and her name is Kathy, and we had such a wonderful classroom together. Our energies really balanced each other and it was such fun. So she answered an, a mass email. I sent a mass email to tell people what I was doing and what I was up to and where I was going very soon, and she was one of maybe four people that answered me. <laughs> So I was so excited and happy to reconnect with her. And I went down to visit her and she took me to the shore, the Jersey Shore, and showed me a bunch of wonderful towns. We took a walk on the boardwalk all the way down through Asbury Park and back. So Bruce, yay! Um, my history coming back to greet me. And that was such fun, so much fun. So I'm, I'm really enjoying these last few days before I head off into the wilderness. And I hope to see some of you somewhere. That would be great. I had coffee this morning with my friend Aaron. So it's good. It's a good time. Even if I'm a little kerfuffled. Yeah. But back to the storytelling because I'm a bard after all. And that is what I do. So here it goes. And I'm in the Galapagos. And I promised to tell you about what I thought was the best the best part. And I'm just going to read it straight out of my diary from 1993. It is December 4th, 1993. About yesterday. I must be brief because otherwise I'll never catch up. But I have to tell you about swimming with the sea lions. It was an experience that I will never forget. And I know I will call it up in my mind whenever I need a smile. Savannah was a little worried about the whole affair, and when we did get out among the cavorting creatures, she quickly bailed out and got into the waiting dinghy. I could understand her fear, but I could see that she was really torn, because even after she got into the boat, she watched a little wistfully. Even Aunt Meanie became nervous when they swam too close to her, so I can't deny Savannah's fear, but I was selfishly sorry since I would have loved to share that experience with her. When we first approached the sea lions, a group of them were playing in the water close to the rocky shore where many others lay barking and groaning and sunning themselves. The big bull patrolled back and forth the length of the shore to make sure that his harem was in order and he made sure to check us out each time he passed. That made us all a little wary, but not enough to abandon an encounter so delightful. At first, we looked at the sea lions and they looked at us. And both groups seemed to hang in the water in mute, mutual curiosity. After a while, the sea lions began to swim slowly underneath us and then swim away from us to return from behind us. Everywhere I turned, another beautiful, sleek, brown body streamed past me. I was enchanted and hardly dared to breathe for fear that they would leave. But soon, both groups became bolder and dared to engage one another to play. Mummy extended her fins to one of them, having heard that they liked to tug on them. And he did tug on it. 
Another nipped past Dave and tasted his toes very gently. I held my breath and dove down among them to feel, although clumsily compared to them, like one of them for even a moment. I could not stop smiling as we swam around each other. They, so graceful, and me, so keenly feeling my limitations in their underwater world. As the seals became bolder, we laughed all the more. They darted past us and even began to jump over our heads. We were almost doubled over with laughing, and it seemed they tried even harder to amuse us. They were fantastic. I was enchanted. Although I was purple and shivering, I could hardly bear to leave them. Even so, as we were swimming towards the dinghy, one female followed us and seemed to be begging us to stay. She peeped her head up over the water after we had removed our masks and were clambering into the boat, as if to say, don't go, stay and play. We were having so much fun. I agreed wholeheartedly. But back to the boat we went for a lukewarm shower to warm us up. Later, in dry clothes, we went off to hike around the island. At the end of the hike, we came out on a beach full of sea lions. In one group, a pup sat playing with a stick. I watched it and photographed him for a while and walked around to photograph some others. When I returned, he had dropped the stick and he lay in the sand resting. I picked the stick up and tapped it in the sand near his nose. He reached out and grabbed it like a puppy. And so he played for some 10 minutes. It made my heart sing to have such a relationship with a wild animal, even if just for a short time. It was extraordinary. Oh, yes. So that was one of my absolutely favorite experiences in the Galapagos. And the other was to see the giant tortoises. They were incredible. We went to a hatchery and a breeding center for baby giant tortoises, which got returned to the wild when they were five years old and still relatively small. But then we saw some of the giant tortoises that had injuries or whatever, or they were quite, quite old, and they were kept there in a protected place. One was called Lonesome George, <laughs> and he had two women with him, two females, and they were the last of his particular species from Pinta Island. And then there was another group, Antonio and the boys, six males. The oldest was 120 years old and the largest was 200 kilos. One had very watery eyes and a pink nose and he looked a little bit diseased, but he followed me around everywhere I went in the, in the little pen in the enclosure. And Freddie said it was because I was blonde and he liked blondes. <laughs> That's funny. Really, he like walked over to me in this lumbering gait and then he would extend his head with a long neck and try to peep into my eyes because even standing at my five foot nine, he was almost at my eye level when he extended his head up. It was amazing. So we loved that. And we spent a total of probably eight days in the Galapagos. But those were my main entries. And I remembered lots of extraordinary hikes up over beautiful beaches. There's a beach that has a, a promontory and two beaches who are like reverse parentheses next to each other. So you have beach on both sides of a dune. That's gorgeous. And then we went in a small boat in the Panga again next to this enormous black rock that was like a lava rock. And there were penguins on there, little 
the Lapagos penguins, who are the only ones that come that far north from the Antarctic Circle. So that was my first glimpse of penguins in the wild and having loved penguins so much in college and really being penguin devotees with Bloom County, that was a great experience to be able to see them in their natural habitat. So I love the Galapagos. I'm so grateful I got to go there and I hope and pray that it is mostly unchanged even now because if it could remain that way from when Darwin visited it till now, I hope that it is always a place that is safe and protected for animals. And I'm realizing that as I plan the places that I want to see, many of them have to do with visiting wild animals of some kind, swimming with elephants, seeing sea turtles be born, watching the migration of the monarchs. Yeah, those are things that I look forward to seeing and I hope I get the chance. Thank you for sharing this adventure with me, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Diana the Bard for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.